Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, (laughs) you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong target. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable target. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel less like a robot and a lot more human. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate and supportive environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about questions, and I'm actually planning to share two posts in this one podcast. So again, if this is going a little long for you, feel free to tap out, (laughs) whatever your heart needs. So the name of this first post is No Silly Questions. There are no silly questions. We've heard this and say it time and time again. I try to remind my sales teams of this when trying to get them to engage in a group conversation or when tackling a new or difficult subject. And for the most part, I do agree there are no silly questions. Oh, except one. (laughs) There is one very silly question that should never, as in not ever, be asked. I have only been silly enough to ask it only once in my lifetime. If you too have asked it, the memory of it is probably returning to you right now. And you know the question I'm talking about. When is your baby due? (laughs) There are a few topics that we can safely fire up with a stranger and some obvious ones to avoid. On the safe side, we have the weather, sports, the what are you doing this uh, fill in the blank with a season and the how are the kids topics. In the dicey and avoid at all costs category, we have religion, politics, money, and social justice. We save those for the people that we know, trust, and who aren't strangers. But I learned that this question is 100% off the menu when I fell into the mistake of confusing a potential pregnancy question for falling under the how are the kids umbrella and asked a beautiful young woman who was standing at a professional gathering among strangers 
when did your baby do? <laughs> In my mind, I had come so far from the depths of grieving, the deaths of my daughter at 13 months and my son on the day of his birth, that I was perfectly capable and evolved enough to be brave and ask the question. For many years before, I avoided the topic at all costs, since my own story was so painful and overwhelming to me that I never dared to pull the curtain back on any of it, especially among strangers. But on this day, I was feeling confident and comfortable with my own personal tragedies and felt I could have the generosity of conversation, so I jumped in. When is your baby due? I'm not pregnant, I'm fat, she replied, looking right back into my shrinking eyes, the ones that had widened with self-confidence just five seconds ago. A typical person might self-flagellate for at least the remainder of the networking event, but not me. Since I've been blessed with an extra large helping of empathy, I could not forgive myself for days. I won't share the comments I made to myself during the day, in the middle of the night, and during my commute. I couldn't stop criticizing myself. I even shared my misstep with a few people to gather up some support for myself to offset the mental badgering. I considered sending flowers to the woman or even calling her, even though we were strangers. Instead, I called her boss, who was a close colleague of mine, and said, hey, how do I write this wrong? I made a mistake. And his response was, actually, a random one, but basically said that, she kind of enjoys when people ask her that question, which I can't imagine to be true. But in any event, I did not send her flowers. And so this is the question that we never, ever ask. Even one of my very good friends who had type 1 diabetes, insulin-dependent diabetes mellitus, died in her 30s was asked on a regular basis if she was pregnant. And it was so painful, not just because she wasn't, but because she probably would never be. So this is a question that we don't want to ask. And I'm going to go ahead and move on to the second part of this post. So if you need a break or you want to check out, this is a perfect time. If not, P.S. on the silly question of when is your baby due? As if the previous post on the one question no one should ever ask was not convincing enough to make the point land, consider something less obvious. Each and every woman has her own experience around child rearing. While we may see the overt implications of asking a question about pregnancy, as with the anecdotal case I just shared, they have mostly to do with body image and weight. There's another very good reason not to ask women about children and or pregnancy, period. And here it is. 
it's none of our business. Women share the universal experience of having to come to terms with our own decisions about children, whether we want them and got to have them, whether we miscarried or aborted, whether we were unable to conceive or made choices that favored finance, career, ambition, or worse, never had the liberty to make decisions for our own bodies. We, as women, all have a trigger when it comes to the pregnancy question. In a perfect world, our triggers would flood us with the feel-good brain chemicals of serotonin and oxytocin. We would be drawn immediately to the memories of rainbows and butterflies and perfect, beautiful pregnancies and healthy and living children. Women everywhere, when asked the question about pregnancy, would be overcome with warm and fuzzy memories of romantic tales related to childering. Or we'd proudly celebrate our decision not to procreate without judgment from ourselves, our families, or our cultures. And although this is the experience of millions of women around the world, it is also a common experience that when it comes to children, things didn't go the way we were hoping (laughs) after fantasizing about it since the day we were promised the possibility of children on the first day of Mensa. We may even think a woman's declaration that I'm not pregnant, I'm fat, referring to this other post that I wrote, could be the worst response we could get if we're silly enough to ask the question, when's your baby due? But consider some of the responses that we mostly wouldn't have the courage to say out loud. If someone were to say to me, when's your baby due? I might respond, I wanted to be pregnant, but my husband didn't want children. Or, I'm not pregnant, but I was twice, but both pregnancies ended in miscarriages. I'm pregnant (laughs) due in four months, and it has cost us upwards of six figures for fertility treatments, and it has ruined my marriage and our finances. More responses. Assault I suffered prevents me from having children. Or, I always wanted children, but I'm too old now. Or, my only child died. These are just a handful of the not-so-warm and fuzzy experiences you can trigger by asking a woman if she's pregnant. When her baby is due, does she have children, (laughs) etc.? Since most of us don't have the courage to answer honestly, which is something we really need to work on, I will humbly respond on behalf of most women when I say it's really none of anybody's business. Let's lead with something neutral and less potentially excruciating next time we're making small talk with someone who may or may not be pregnant, overweight, or just plain sick of dealing with the topic when we're supposed to be mingling at a networking event. And women... Let's work on having the courage to answer genuinely if we're so inclined. And there's a lot of courage 
that's needed. So circling back, ultimately, this is terrible. I had to forgive myself. I asked the question and I got an answer and I will never ask that question again. So thank you so much for joining this episode of The Healing Path. This was so traumatic for me because in my mind, I was evolved because for many years, if not decades, I didn't ask you about your kids, about expecting, about your childbirth stories. I didn't want to hear about any of it. And so on this particular day, uh, I don't know, I just felt really comfortable. And she was so clearly pregnant to me. She even had a dress that had, you know, one of those very high waists that just comes under the bust. And I guess when her boss said to me, you know, she kind of likes it when she can get that out of somebody, you know, whatever. But for me, I just, I felt terrible. And again, just going back to the fact that let's just move beyond the I'm able to or not able to have children uh, dilemma. The bigger dilemma is there is no sex talk with women without eliciting memories of being assaulted or being taken advantage of or being molested or something terrible. And I wish that wasn't the case, but it seems to be the case. (laughs) So let's not, as women, put each other on the spot. Just don't ask this question. I agree. There are no silly questions, but this one is just one that we should never, ever ask. (laughs) So trust me, it feels terrible when you do and the person's not pregnant. So as always, let's do our best to stay present, to stay grateful, and to stay healing. And as always, I thank you so much for listening.